I do want to have another conversation right now. I found this really interesting. You know, as the old saying goes, time heals all wounds. That appears to be the case with Saudi Arabia. There's another saying that may play a role here. The old golden rule, the one with the gold makes the rules. Either way, Canada and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia have announced plans to reinstate diplomatic ties five years after they were ended. And oh, it was a pretty bitter dispute at the time over human rights, women's rights particularly. Uh, Canada spoke out against the kingdom and they booted our diplomats. They recalled theirs. Um, but on the sidelines of a recent meeting, a summit uh, in Bangkok, Justin Trudeau apparently met with uh, Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman and they agreed to bury the hatchet and work towards getting things back on better terms. So what's going on? What does this mean? We're going to chat with Dr. Ferry de Kerkhove, who is a senior fellow at the Graduate School of Public and International Affairs at the University of Ottawa, also a fellow of the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. Uh, Dr. Kerkhove, as always, thank you so much for joining us. I do appreciate your time, sir. With pleasure. I love your goal makes the decision. <laughs> Just what it comes down to. I mean, we'll get to that in a second. First of all, let's back up a little bit here. Yeah. Um, before you can make up, uh, you got to break up. So what happened in 2018? Where did things go south? Canada spoke out about women's rights primarily, right? Yeah, and there was also Ralph Badawi, uh, who had already received only the first hundred of a thousand. He's a poor guy, and he's a human rights activist. And there was some criticism of woman treatment so all of a sudden your nice little Saudi didn't like that and they shunned us and then we broke up and uh, and we've had just a kind of a lowly chargé d'affaires uh, so we haven't had real diplomatic relations for five years and uh, I think there's a bit of a kiss and make up recently but it's a uh, it, 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 it was really because we were saying that our values were not in, in, in the same plane as it were with that of the Saudis. And it's not that that has changed, but other things have changed. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, uh, time heals. I mean, you wait long enough and things will go back because, like we say, there's a, there's a lot of money involved here. Um, yeah. When we take a look at why Canada decided, okay, uh, let's try and restore whatever was there before, what does it come down to? I mean, there's been arms deals. But ultimately, why did we make this move? There's several, several reasons. First of all, let's look at the global picture, the, the expanding role of Saudi Arabia subsequent to the work of the Chinese, if you call, when you see the Chinese having kiss and make up between Saudi and, and, and Iran, which is a huge, huge, huge development. And, and so you see Chinese flexing its muscle and its diplomacy. And so when you're dealing with such an important as Saudi Arabia, I would be surprised that uh, Brother Biden called uh, Justin and said, listen, you've got to support the U.S. in ensuring that uh, Saudi stays in the Western fold, despite whatever expansion in oil and gas relation with, with China and, and Russia. Uh, so I, I think that's probably one of the good reasons. You know, sometimes we do occasionally do what the Americans tell us to do, only 99% of the time. <laughs> no comment on that one, please, and no retort. Uh, I think there's also uh, something more strategic as well, in my view anyway, that there's a kind of a risk of a change in, in, the, in the balance under China's influence in the Middle East. You know, many years ago, I wrote a piece when I was writing Strategic Outlook of Canada, and I said, you know, one day the Chinese will come and tell the Israeli and the Palestinian, I'm fed up with your battle because we need stability in the world, and stop, stop acting like that. They haven't done that yet, but they're already influencing the policy development 
in the in the Middle East. Uh, there's also another thing that you mentioned right from the beginning. You know, Saudi has oil, but Saudi has de- is developing in a broad-based economy. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, the, the growth space of the Saudi economy is certainly something that Canada cannot ignore. You, I, I know we, we sold them our lovely little Jeep, which was equipped with a 90-millimeter <laughs> gun on top of that lovely little Jeep, as the Prime Minister called them. But uh, that was a big deal. And we need to profit from the growth of, of the Chinese, of the uh, Saudi economy. You know, Ferry, maybe I'm just being overly cynical, but I don't think so. It seems to me with Saudi Arabia, we make a lot of noise about, oh, I can't believe they killed Jamal Khashoggi. I can't believe they have these violations of human rights. This is horrible. But at the end of the day, they have so much money. They're so powerful with uh, the amount of money that they have. We ultimately come around to, okay, well, all is forgiven and we'll get back into bed together. I mean, am I just, I I don't see that we're really ever going to be able to affect any kind of change uh, with the oh, actions no, that we no, take. I, I agree. No, we're not going to change the Saudis. No. That, uh, that, that their economic interests, that Trump, the joys of, of human rights. And, uh, and, you know, we're not the only one. You should see oh, the no. number of times the French are kissing the ass of the Saudis big, big time to the point that is that poor ass is looking red. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I know I'm being rude here, but it's, it's, you'll, you'll delete it when you publish my, my comments. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, I think, yeah, you know, it's, and, and of course, because we have a very courageous prime minister. He did it a, a billion miles away from Ottawa, probably, you know, taking advantage of meeting of so many guys that you wondered the whole UN had, had moved over to Asia. And, and, and so because it's easier, and then you can see Mr. Polyev complaining and Mr. Singh complaining and all that. And, then, and, and with all the mess that is going on with our relation with China, uh, it, it's, um, it's, it's in a way from a foreign policy point of view, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to that one. I think that there'll be a lot of crybabies yeah. and, uh, but we're, you know, crybabies being what it is, but we're in the footsteps of so many other countries of the Western world. I, I, I think in my perspective, we've waited five years for far too long. I think it's good international politics and it's about time that Canada decides from its own foreign policy interests. Now, you know, there is, it, it might take some time that our business interests get back into the Saudis because we'll have to, you know, rebuild the relationship from top down and down top. But but I, I, I think we'll have it once again to juggle around our human rights criteria. You know, Biden must be regretting every, every day when, that when during his election campaign in the U.S., he vowed to never, never, never talk to <laughs> the, uh, Prince Salman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had, to, he had to fist bump so that he wouldn't hug and kiss him. <laughs> so, okay, I'll fist bump with you two tomorrow morning if I meet you. <laughs> you know? I, I know, fair, I know. It's just it's the hypocrisy that gets me of course, on all of this. Of course, it's... but that's, that's what, that, you know, you're in the news business, and I'm sure you've never heard about uh, hypocrisy. Oh, no, in, no. In, 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 no, you know, that's, that's something, <laughs> you can't even spell that word correctly, I'm sure. Exactly. Ferry, always a great chat. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> With pleasure. All the best.